Did you miss any of the sports action this week? Word you're not well informed about what player did what or what team is making the headlines? Then don't worry. We are going to fill you in. So sit back, relax, and don't touch that dial because it's time for Down in Flames. Here are your hosts, Kyle, Jared, Thomas, and Peyton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Down in Flames sports show. I am Kyle, along here with Thomas, Peyton, and Jared. Say hello, fellas. What's, What's up? up? Say oh who each of you are. Different Let's, things. We haven't really ever done like true introductions. That's true. But we are live this week on Facebook, so people can know who we are. Yeah, we, we see gotta faces. Putting, so we got to start putting the voice. A difference between us. That way, people. We're are not like, all one. Oh, so that's this person, and that's that person. I have not just one guy with though. four personalities. So, like, I never wanted to be on like I never wanted to be like a sportscaster on TV, just because I can hide behind that. It's <laughs> <And laughs> true. Now I'm on Facebook Live, so hey, I, even my radio is still out there. That's why I set it up that way. There you go. There you go. So. Well, this is Thomas. This is. Thomas talking. See, we're four. We're actually four different people. We're not just one one guy with four personalities. Five different people. It's not Jared. Five. Payton. Oh yeah, we got producer Mike. Yeah, Mike is here. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, Don't yeah. forget about me. Not Jared Payton. <laughs> he presses Two buttons people. and stuff. Not Jared Payton. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. And then I'm, have, I'm Kyle. And I'm Payton. I'm Thomas again. All right. Yeah. And I'm Jared. What are you wearing and there, Jared? What are you wearing there? What? What are you wearing there? Clemson. Clemson? We're, we're talking, talking ACC, ACC this week? today. That's right. We are talking, talking ACC. ACC today. Who so, do you think is going to win the ACC? I have one guess who you think is going to win. <laughs> Unbiased opinion. Or completely biased. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever, Not Jared. that there's a difference, really. Uh, not really. Yeah, yeah so spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk a little bit ACC football, go over kind of some predictions there. Obviously, I think by hit on the Urban Meyer, I mean, not a ton has come out since we talked last week, but... Kind of get a little bit. My opinion has update. morphed a little bit strongly to what I originally kind of thought, and I'll probably annoy a lot of Michigan fans on me. Not necessarily standing Just up for Michigan Urban, fans? but thinking that, well, yeah, okay, okay, there's probably a lot of fans out there that dislike Urban, but I'd say more of them. Um, Can go. I, so the reason I don't do a lot of the talking on the show is because I don't watch sports. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, this why is, are you a part which of which makes show? sense? Because he's a Cause South he Carolina fan. Yeah. He presses buttons. A, I have the connection. That's true. Okay, without me, none nothing. of this would be possible. Exactly. Okay, and I had another thought, but I lost it. Um, I was going to say something. You don't watch sports. You started there. Uh, this is how I get my sports update every day, twice a day. Snapchat. Sports Center. I watch it every day. And then when people bring in the conversation about something that I heard on the Snapchat, I throw my two cents in it, and then I back out. So and you get like two minutes of sports a day. It's like five minutes. Five you text minutes? me and ask yeah. me, Solid what's this five. thing with Urban Meyer? Yeah, that too. So that's what I was about to ask. What exactly happened with Urban Meyer? Oh, yeah, we talked about that last we, we week when we didn't have producer. Did you not there. listen to last week's podcast, Mike? Uh, <laughs> look, he said, if I don't no produce it, I'm not producing it, it, so you didn't listen. <laughs> I was going to say, that should be the third way that you get your sports information, <laughs> but that wasn't mentioned at all. So Okay, I said the first way I get it. I never said there was another. But Also, we're I, hiring I for a new producer. <laughs> I started to listen to it, and then I, I, ADD. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened there. No, all right. First, Urban just Meyer to back up, may have been. A bad, may have made a bad move. That, that that's we'll leave it at that and get into a little bit more. Yeah, well, I just want to help Mike out. It's ACC that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Atlantic yeah, so. Coast Conference. Uh, don't don't blame it on the ADD, but yeah, yeah. which I know about the ACC, the ACC is what because, pushes you away from sports. Yeah, which is why I'm a South Carolina fan and not a Clemson fan. SEC, SEC, which yeah. it that's makes a lot week, more fellas. sense as week. to as to why he doesn't watch sports. 
Yeah, because that, that's pretty practical. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, He's got no rebuttal. That and I did marching band. <laughs> so I was kind of forced. Although South Carolina actually had a pretty solid year last year. So yeah. Who'd Indeed. they beat in their bowl game? Mich- Michigan. Hey! <laughs> so, if I could troll any chance, I can get And who lost the it. championship? In Georgia? Georgia. Georgia lost yeah. to Alabama. Yep. Two SEC schools. SEC schools. Yeah, we're not talking about that. So, yeah, anyway, so yeah, we were talking ACC preview a little bit again. We'll talk on the Urban Meyer uh, update there a little bit, kind of our opinions on that. Um, we'll talk on a little bit of non conference, Power Five conference schools, I mean, the independents, and then maybe the non Power Five schools have a chance to go in there. And then I have a few other things we're going to cover. Did you guys, though, I want to start with this real quick. I saw this tonight. Did you guys see the player for. The Colorado Rockies, our friend Sudo would really like this, the German Marquez today. I did not. Nine no. pitches, three outs, three strikes, every one. I think it was – Nine straight so strikes, nine, nine three strikeouts. Nine, nine pitches, three outs. Like, I think it was just right in a row. So the most efficient it. you can get, basically. Right, only the 92nd time, I, like I guess, in MLB like history that's happened. So. Yeah, yeah, when I was a pitcher, I was that good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shut everybody down. You, you be, Hey, I made my one pitching debut. Were you a pitcher in T-ball? No, actually. I was actually a catcher <laughs> all the way up until about high school. But there was one game. One game that joke late. There was when they <laughs> scrimmaged the softball team. No, there was one game where, for some reason, the coach was like, hey, can you pitch? And I was like, sure. Was it 20 to 0 uh, when you went in? No, because I got the win. And they were like, we just need you to throw this guy out. And I'm not He's like, a lefty I, specialist. I, I'm a righty okay. when I throw. My bad. And so I go up <laughs> on the mound, and I just throw three three strikes. And everybody was like, that just happened. And I was like, that just happened. Didn't they make a movie about this? Bench warmers? <laughs> <laughs> a few yes. grown men playing some kids. Yeah. <laughs> you just strike this kid out. All right. All right. Let's do it. Funded by a billionaire. He, he handed yeah. a $20 bill with his fake birth certificate to the ump. And- <laughs> They build the stadium faster than LU builds their thing. That was one day that whole stadium came He's got documentation. He's got documentation. (laughs) If you build it, they will come. Gracias, Albino. Did you guys play uh, like church league slow pitch softball? I yeah, watched. I, played it. I never slow played. Pitch. In I played leagues. intramurals. No. I, all right. Yeah. You never all right. Played slow pitch. You know, make just a snide remark about baseball, but I'm, so no. so Peyton can't be in on this. Is there anything more embarrassing or self-loathing than striking out in slow pitch softball? Mm. Oh yeah. my gosh! The one time it happened, yeah. it's, it's the worst. It's, you, you, oh hope it's, uh, you hope it's looking, like. Strike yeah, out you don't want to be pitch, swinging on that. Be, oh my god, that could be the worst way possible. Then you then you fake the injury and you you, you kind of limp off with like, oh my <laughs> shoulder, oh, uh, think I pulled something. I'm out for the rest yeah, of the game I, and I, you kind of go arm home. Day earlier today, yeah. it was arm day. <laughs> when you have ADD, this rabbit trailed really quickly. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, we, we got we got <laughs> hey, to bring it back here. It's August. Nothing's going on. Let's get track until someone says hot dogs. And we start talking about hot dogs. Speaking of hot dogs, that's what I had for dinner. Getting back to where we were at there, so. ACC. Uh, obviously, we have somebody here who thinks they have a pretty good opinion of what's going to happen in the ACC. Uh, so we'll, st- we'll, st- we'll start with Jared here. I'm going to pass the reins over to Jared and kind of let him run this conversation as it's, it's his conference and he's going to know the most about just, it. So just know that we're not going two to three hours on this podcast. So to keep it, yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep yeah. it brief. All right. uh, but uh, yes, this is this is my section of the uh, of the podcast because. Not only is it ACC, but Clemson's the ACC and Clemson owns the ACC. So, can the AAC be my conference to talk about? <laughs> yeah. You know, all right. Before you get started, oh, I just want to say you just—he's gone to your own team. Oh, I say, yeah. We're yeah. gonna have to explain he's gone. We'll explain to that everyone. later. We'll explain that later. Yeah, he's gone. 
All right, looking at looking at some schedules here. Uh, tip, the typical teams that usually have a chance, or at least they're going to be in the conversation towards the end of the season. Florida State is always in the conversation. Now, what's intriguing about Florida State early on here is they're playing Virginia Tech in their opener. So they're playing them first game of the year. Uh, that game can really set the tone for both of those for both of those teams. Um, I honestly, I think Virginia Tech. Yeah, they're probably the better team. It's going to be the better yeah. team at this point, especially well, with Florida a, State's a got the new coach. Big time coaching change. Yeah, um, Taggart. I do. I, I mean, he 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 was okay at Oregon. I don't know. I, I thought that was a Jimbo. A, an, that's a big loss with Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, it was an unusual signing for me. I, I wasn't so sure about it. I mean, obviously with Oregon. You know they've been pretty good here the past decade or so, but yeah, but not since Taggart took over, really. I mean, well, he only had what one or two seasons. One or two I guess, seasons. I guess, yeah. did, he, was he, did he have it's a good Mariota? move for him? It's a good move for him to go from Oregon. Right. Didn't, right. We, Florida didn't State. we already see someone from the West Coast come to the East Coast and then like fell miserably? Who was that? I don't know. There was a coach. He play, he was a coach for. Mm. I want to say it was Oregon before whoever was. Are you well, thinking Chip of Kelly Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly? He, he, went, he to, went to the NFL. Yeah, NFL. NFL. So that's, okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so, well, yeah, he did fail. No. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, the West Coast style of football different. doesn't Very work different. on the East Coast. And they think they can just come over here, try to run, like, that quick, fast offense and think us Southern boys aren't going to keep up. Well, we lift tractors and stuff, so <laughs> go home. It's it's very different for sure. Um, however, Florida State, they do play at Miami. I think that's going to be a tough game for them, especially if they lose that Virginia Tech game early. Um, the only other game that I really see here that, uh, of course, they have Clemson on the schedule. That's a home game for them. They play at Notre Dame. They do play Florida. So, I mean, being in, the, being in the ACC, they, they have a good schedule. That's a pretty tough schedule. Um, for sure. But as far as an, a non-conference game that's that's going to help them out, I don't see that other than the Florida game at the end of the year. But that's, a, that's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. So, I mean, we'll see there. But uh, as mentioned, I think Virginia Tech's going to have uh, a better shot at beating them that first game of the year. I know that Virginia Tech has a lot of starters on defense that got suspended, um, and that might be a hurdle for them to overcome. However, they have one of the best defensive coordinators in college football with Bud Foster. I mean, when you think defense, you think Bud Foster, especially in college football. So I mean, he's made a name for himself over many, many years, especially when he was with Frank Beamer. I mean, Bud Foster is the cream of the crop when it comes to defense. So I, I think he'll, regardless of who he has in front of him, he's going to make it work. Um, they might not be as talented as they were with those starters that they have suspended, but I, I do still think that they're going to be a solid team, especially defensively regardless. So Virginia Tech's another team to look out for. Um, I think they could absolutely make some noise potentially. That second-to-last game against Miami is going to be huge. Uh, I, I think that whoever wins that game winds up winning that side of the ACC and will represent that side in the ACC championship game. Personally, I think Virginia Tech is going to actually win that game. Um, but I think it's a toss-up. Absolutely a toss-up. I think Miami could could definitely win that game. But with it being home for Virginia Tech, I like Virginia Tech winning that game. Virginia Tech is one of the toughest places to play in the country. Moving on to Miami, uh, of course, who did fantastic last year, had a fantastic, fantastic year. Mark Rick, his first year there, yep. showed that he is still a cream-of-the-crop coach, even though Georgia gave up on him. I mean, Georgia looks smart, obviously, getting Kirby smart, takes him to the national championship in his first year. So, 
Um, I mean, it looks like Georgia made the right move by moving on from Mark Rick. But Mark Rick is still a fantastic coach. Absolutely. Uh, Miami's schedules, they, they look good. Uh, they play LSU first game of the year. That is going to be in a neutral location. So uh, no team has home field advantage there. But LSU is always cream of the crop team, always at the top. So um, they're usually in the top 25 most years so that's definitely a, a good game for them to have early on but throughout their schedule they they have to play savannah state toledo fiu they play north carolina i mean they the only other team i really see on their schedule is virginia tech and florida state those are the only two teams i really see on their schedule they really don't have anyone other than the lsu game but i mean lsu that is a good good team to have on your schedule for sure not going to take away from that uh, moving on to clemson so looking at clemson's schedule uh, of course, they are going to be playing Texas A&M, the second game, at Texas A&M. So they have a familiar face in Jimbo Fisher that's going to be leading that Texas A&M team. Um, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be scared about that game. That, yeah. That's going to be, be interesting. About that game. Absolutely. Texas A&M, SEC school, I mean, that that's going to be a, a fun game to watch. Um, honestly. You know, both of those teams are going to be ready. Those, they, yeah, they Honestly, those are probably two of the top five coaches right there. Absolutely. Two, two of the top five coaches. Yep. Uh, that's a that's a great matchup. It's going to take a little bit of time for Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, it's obviously going to give him some. T- yeah, you but give Texas him some time, is but a great recruiting pool, so it's, and it's he's that's taking good. over a pretty good team. He is. They 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 had an okay year last year, um, but I will say, Clemson yeah. with the amount of depth that they have on defense coming back, we have Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, Cleland Farrell. All guys, and I made a bull prediction about this a few weeks ago, I think all four of them will be going in the first round of the NFL draft. All and that's four not the first time I've heard that. No. So I'm, The bold statement, of course, but you're not the only one saying that, which is that crazy. Front you know, four it's impressive. could be the front four for a lot of NFL teams. That's right. I mean, they, they could start right now and be that front four. What's crazy mm-hmm. is that they have two five-star freshmen behind them. They have yeah, Xavier Thomas and K.J. Henry on the bench. So you have two five-star recruits. They were going to be sitting behind Austin Bryant, Clemson, and Farrell because they're both defensive ends. Um, looking at the rest of Clemson's schedule, NC State has given us problems the past few years, so that is a home game. I, I do think that Clemson will see about – I think they're going to win that game uh, ultimately. But um, looking at the rest of the schedule, you play at Florida State. That is always a tough game regardless of Florida State, what they look like throughout the year. Florida State is always tough at home, and they just get up for Clemson because that's really a big-time rivalry in the ACC huge rivalry there um the only other game is is maybe uh, south carolina because they are in the sec as mentioned they had a, a good year last year they won nine games so they did have a very good season for uh south carolina football looked like south carolina when steve uh, steve spurrier was there so south carolina is going to be a, a solid opponent this year but um clemson's schedule really other than the at texas a&m their, their schedule isn't overly it's not overpowering uh really so uh, obviously, the ACC championship game, if they make it that far, that also looks good on the resume playing a team like Miami or Virginia Tech. So I'm um, just looking at that as well. And then lastly, I know that Notre Dame, they are considered ACC. Even though they're independent, they ha- they made an agreement with the ACC when they joined the ACC that they have to play a certain amount of ACC games. So looking at um, their schedule, they they play Michigan first game. That's going to be a great game. Uh, of course, they play at USC last game of the year. That's going to be a great game, too. It's always a fun rivalry to watch. 
Um, they also play at Virginia Tech, and they also play Florida State. So, I mean, and they play Stanford, too. They have a really good schedule. I know that they came out as number 11 for the um, early rankings. And, I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame is always, in my opinion, overrated. They always seem to get um, – rated pretty highly and I, I think it is to do with recruiting class I mean typically they have a good recruiting class sounds like another school I know yeah but to me it's what did you do last season and they had an okay hmm. year last sounds year sounds like another school to me and that's true too that's true too but yeah we're talking about Michigan Kyle uh, so with that, I mean, no, Notre Dame, uh, do they do have the schedule in place for if they happen to run the table in their schedule, they could make the playoff absolutely with the schedule. It's a very tough schedule. Um, but I just don't see them winning that many games with the schedule. I mean, I see them winning eight games, but well, I don't know about any more than that. While we're on Notre Dame, real quick, when they'll go down on a trail too long, does, does Brian Kelly – does he have to? Does he have to get to the playoff to keep his job, or does just another quality nine win, nine ten win season? I think keep him safe? I think he has to at least get ten games and win a. I would have. I would say a big bowl game. They have to get into a big bowl game, and he has get to, to win a New that Year's bowl six game. game and win that. Win a New Year's six games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going a different route. I think it depends on who's on the market. Near the end yeah, of the I don't think they had the guy they wanted. I don't think they. I don't think they the see a long-term future with there, Brian yeah. Kelly because that's the reason he's still there. They didn't have the yeah. guy they wanted to replace him yet. He's been through a terrible season, and they know that. And what did he do? He blamed players and other coaches. I'm sorry, you got to take responsibility. for See, that. but I think he got, I think he he got better. This he last should year, move but, on, though. I think he's not a good fit for Notre Dame. I think for on both ends, they need a different coach. But I think he also needs a different school. I think he could maybe move to the NFL and actually be pretty successful. I don't think, think he's in the NFL. I don't think he's as good of a coach as more than half of the guys in college football. And I don't I think know. He, I think he's. I think he's actually pretty underrated. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I think he's that. just clinging on to what he has. I think he's a great recruiter. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. I don't. As far as X's and O's, I don't really see him being much of that kind of guy. Yeah. But just from comes, what I've seen, what I've seen with him, he's not. An X's and O's type guy. I think he is an excellent recruiter. He gets the talent. He gets guys to come to Notre Dame. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to get you over the top. You go is back it? and watch the games he coached, and I, I understand you're going to not, going from non-power five to power five was getting. Or I guess I guess Notre Dame's not power five, but you put him in that level. When he was a coach, he coached at Grand Valley State University, and he coached at CMU. When he coached at CMU, he took that CMU team, was a top 20, top 25 team for a MAC team, and he coached that unbelievably. That offense that played there, I can't remember the name of the quarterback that was there that year. He got drafted. I think they had an offensive tackle as about. well, too. Yeah, I remember. But I think he was a great He was at Cincinnati coach he was as well, and he did well at Cincinnati. He great at Cincinnati, I think. Is, right, yeah, because right, they were top five when he was at Cincinnati. He, they did excellent that's there. Right. But that's the thing is that you can win against those types of schools, but when he gets into the big boys with Notre Dame, I mean, that's big boy football. Well, now you're playing against the the historically good I mean, good that's what comes from slack, though. I mean, you have to play. That's when you're Notre Dame. And, like, I, I don't. and this is Notre Dame. That's what I mean. Like, right. they, they, this is Notre Dame. They, I think since he's been there, he's had three 10-win seasons in, in his Eight year Only career three. there. Only three. He had a twelve year. He had a twelve win season when they went to the he's national. He's been there title. since two thousand ten. He's mm-hmm. been there yeah. since two thousand ten. Year, and he's only had three ten win seasons. He had twelve wins when they went to the national title. And he's only had two ten win seasons. Other than that, and they they went. They had four wins in a season one year. So that's when I thought he was actually going to be gone after that four win season. I was shocked that they brought him back. Shocked because that for Notre Dame standards, 
that is not going to cut it. I was absolutely shocked that he came back. For his career, he's got a little over 68% as far as his win percentage. All I'm saying to, is... To me, to be a long-term Notre Dame coach, that's... I mean, Notre there, Dame's there's no not the same Notre there. Dame, though. They're not the same. And they never... I don't think they... I don't think they're going to get back to that anytime soon. It's not a simple fix with a coach. No, it's a culture coaching thing change. In it's a culture too. change. You know, guys, guys that are being brought up aren't bred on Notre Dame football being at the top. So it's a lot different. I'm, I'm telling you, if he gets dismissed, I know we're getting on a rabbit trail a little bit, but if he gets dismissed, don't be surprised if NFL teams start calling. Whether that's offensive coordinator or now maybe or, or a head coach. I, I mean I, I could know. see him Since doing something th- like that I but. honestly believe I've heard rumblings that the Bengals were waiting for him why do you think uh Marvin Lewis is still in the NFL coaching for the Bengals <laughs> because the Bengals are because the Bengals they, no well because they haven't seen the replacement I honestly <laughs> oh, believe they'd uh, they'd consider Brian Kelly and, I could see the two teams for, in the NFL giving him a position would be Cincinnati or Cleveland but I don't have a problem with it. Because Cleveland's great at rolling the dice on people with no resume. So, I mean, they, they just... Anyway, but good luck, telling, anyway. good luck telling Notre Dame fans that they're not really the same Notre Dame that they were years ago. Because they, they, they would have a fit. Well, it's good luck said. telling any fan base. I welcome it. I welcome the fit. It's good oh, luck I telling, do too. I don't like Notre Dame either, but my goodness, they would have a fit. It's good luck telling <laughs> any fan base of any power historic team that they're not the same they were years ago. That, that can be said against Texas. That can be said, unfortunately, Peyton, against Tennessee. I don't know I what you're talking about. We're number one <laughs> exactly. in the country. Tennessee. I'm, I'm not saying this because it's Michigan. Michigan, the same place. Fallen. Michigan is not the team that they were in the 90s. And then they're closer with it with Jim Harbaugh. And they're, a lot of that hype is at least back. So they have that potential to be there. But you, you tell, try telling any fan base that it's going to fall on deaf ears. You're, you're proud of who your fan base, who your team is. It's going to stick by it. Um, All right, so we got predictions for the ACC. I know. He broke it down better than all of us, so we don't really need to break it down. Predictions on, obviously, Clemson. Who do you have them playing in the ACC? I got Clemson, and actually I see them playing Virginia Tech again um, this year by the skin of their teeth as far as Virginia Tech getting there. And then I I just see, I mean, Clemson's just so good defensively. They were number two in scoring defense last year, only gave up 12.8 points per game. You can almost chalk them into the playoffs. I mean, absolutely. there's still so much on offense. I mean, receivers, they're always loaded at receiver. Running back, um, Travis Etienne had an excellent year as a, as, a, as a freshman. He is going to be incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. The number one question mark is going to be quarterback between Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence, who's going to win that, that QB battle. But, I mean, really, you got a winner either way. I mean, Kelly Bryant took him to the playoff last year. Obviously, the defense and the run game and all the other pieces around him helped in that. But Kelly Bryant still took them to the playoffs last year, and they were the one seed going in, by the way. So that's, I mean, he, he's capable, absolutely capable. I know that Trevor Lawrence has a lot of hype behind him. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing what he can bring to the table as far as a pure passer. But um, Kelly Bryant, I mean, he's he's a tough, hard-nosed player. Don't mind seeing him take the reins either. So I'm, I'm okay yeah. with either one, really. I, I feel like if Kelly Bryant's going to get the go-ahead – They've got to be looking at how to run him less. He ran a lot last year. He did run a lot. uh, And he got knocked around there near the end of the season that I know you and I talked about. You were getting kind of nervous of his durability going into the playoffs. (laughs) Yes, I was. Because we saw what happened when when he went down. We played against Syracuse. We lost that game. So, absolutely. 
I would say, I honestly, I think there's only three teams that have a realistic shot at getting to the ACC championship. Obviously, Clemson, uh, like you said, Virginia Tech, they've got a pretty good shot, and obviously Miami. Those are. Yep. I, I don't think any other teams really have a shot at this point. I'd throw a fourth into that. Florida State? Uh, I think there's a shot. Yeah. yeah. Talent-wise, I, mean, I guess. You I just, always give Florida State yeah, a shot. You do. I just don't. With the new coach, I think right. it's going to take I, some I don't time, think they're going yeah. to win the Atlantic. I, th- I think Clemson wins the Atlantic pretty. I think Clemson's probably the best team in the college football this year. So I think that they easily win. Not just the yeah. Atlantic. I think they win the ACC in general. I think they probably beat, I'm going to say, Virginia Tech in the championship See, I game. say I say they beat Miami, but picking it, things. I, I, think, it, I think all of us are probably going to. At least you got Miami going there. there. I got Miami in there. I got Miami in there. Peyton wants to make his bowl prediction just to get me red. Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to speak for just a little hit, a little bit here because uh, Jared, I know, will want to hit me. Um, he's, out a, of, he's out of striking distance, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I sat between them. Look, there's going to be evidence <laughs> if you strike first, all right? So uh, my bold prediction for the ACC is that Miami and Clemson play in the championship and Miami upsets them. Listen to that, Jared. I'm listening. upset Clemson. Clemson will be the favorite. Clemson is definitely stacked. Their defense is phenomenal. Brent Venables, you know, you were talking about Bud Foster earlier. Brent Venables is just a Bud Foster earlier in his career. 100% agree, um, yep. He, he knows what he's good at, and he loves it. He is excited to be a defensive coordinator. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I know that Clemson's defense is going to be scary for whoever faces him. But I really feel like Malik Rozier is going to um, end up taking it to the next level this year. He, he dropped off the last couple of games. Uh, he had a great season. Uh, but the last two games um, and uh, in their bowl game, uh, he, uh, he did not play well. I think he threw like four picks across both of those games. Um, just kind of a gross ending to the, to the season. But um, you look at his stats for the year, and he threw over 3,000 yards and ran for almost 500. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he had, uh, I mean, he had a very productive year. Um, my biggest concern for them offensively uh, is not rushing because um, I feel like they um, – and Mark Rick, you know, he's, he's familiar with the rushing team coming from Georgia as well, um, and he was starting to build on that with Miami too. Uh, but my big question mark is receiving. You don't have Braxton Berrios there anymore. Yep. Huge. Um, and he was, he was great. I mean, granted, he didn't put up gigantic numbers. He, he had – 679 on the year yep uh, but they spread that across so many receivers i see chris herndon and amon richards were both over 400 um you got a couple others that were 300 200 after that so i mean they spread the ball around uh but somebody's got to step up and be the guy this year um honestly i don't follow miami all that much so their uh their new recruits are going to be interesting to watch but i feel like they have a um you know they've got a wonderful defense coming into the year um, one that's hard nosed, and they got a taste for uh, how they could be productive and put points on the board, which not a lot of defenses are that productive. You know, you look at uh, Clemson, you look at Alabama, where they're able to do it consistently. I feel like Miami's defense is going to be able to do it consistently again. Uh, this over year. under their turnovers from last year? I'm sorry? Over or under on their turnovers from last year? They improve on that? Um, how many times are they going to pull out that turnover chain? I'm going to say uh, they'll be under, uh, but I also feel like their red zone defense is going to be um, a lot more staunch. 
um, I feel like they're uh, they're gonna keep teams out of the end zone. Um, so maybe not as much like hype plays, right? Um, but I, I think they're just gonna be gritty and tough. They're and a great they, defense in general. You get them towards a the red zone. It's the, the, those last 10, 15 yards coming from a team playing Miami. Mm-hmm. Those are hard earned yards. Hard earned yards to. I'll give you this. I'll give you this, Peyton. I think if if Miami scores 24 points against Clemson, that they'll have a very good chance of winning that game. They're going to have to score more than 24. Mm -hmm. They will have to. And with Rozier, he he did well as far as rushing. My biggest thing is is he going to be running for his life against Clemson? I feel like he's going to be running for his life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they he threw 26 touchdowns, but he also had 14 interceptions. I know you mentioned he had quite a few towards the end of the year, Mm -hmm. and he only threw 54 percent of his passes as far as completion percentage. So I mean, his completion percentage wasn't all that great. And I know you said he's going to take a a leap, so he's actually going to do better this year, which he'll have to. Mm Um, but I mean, if he's not getting sacked, is he going to be throwing the ball away up for grabs for the Clemson defensive backs? I, I mean, it's really pick your poison with Clemson's defense because you're getting rushed like that. You're going to have to get rid of the ball or, mm-hmm. eat, or eat a sack. It's one of the two. Um, so I mean, they're going to have to have an excellent game plan to stop Clemson. Um, but I know you know they're they're a very good team, excellent coach. They're well coached. I'm not doubting that at mm-hmm. all. Um, I just I don't know. I just feel like Miami's still a few years away from being back to the Miami that they were. I mean they they have the recruiting pool down there to be the Miami of old, and they're going to be a team to watch out for in the ACC for years to come with Mark Rick down there because he's an excellent recruiter himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I Absolutely. just don't know if it's right now, but they're going to be back. They are going to be back. I mean they they stepped it up even last year. A lot of people didn't give them any sort of chance to have the type of season they had last year, and they had a fantastic year. Um, but I still think they're one or two years away still from really being a threat. Um, and I, I don't mean to try to sound biased with that, but that's just how I feel. I, I just feel like they're... Doesn't mean to sound biased. I just, feel like they're, I just feel like they're a little bit of a time away from being back to what they used to be. I'll go on. I think, I think they're there. I you think they're back? I, I think they're back at least at the second run that they were in the um, late 90s, early 2000s. I think they're at that, that same level. They can compete for a national championship right now if they get to the – if they can win the conference – if they can win the conference championship, they sure. can compete in the college football yeah, playoff I mean, with it, anybody in the nation. Well, you beat, you beat Clemson, you're beating a top-two team in football. Exactly. So. And, I, and I think they'll be competitive enough with Clemson. I think they're there right now. I think they're going to continue to grow and become even better. Where maybe they're even more dominant. And, and that's what I mean. Back I mean, the back the the Miami team of old was a team that the was Jimmy just, Johnson Miami. Yes, team. Yes, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I think they're going to get back to a very dominant Miami type team. That I mean, they could very well overtake possibly Clemson. I mean, Clemson has built a powerhouse mm-hmm. in in Clemson, South Carolina, but. Uh, Miami is always going to be a team that you're going to have to look over your shoulder for because they, they have a ton of talent down there, ton of talent. So it is good to see them. It's, it's always good for football when Miami is – Miami, when they're good in football, I mean, even Notre Dame, unfortunately, they're good in football. It's good for college football. Texas, those schools, I mean, they're just traditionally good schools. It's, it's good for them and just good for college football in general. So cool. Yeah. Well, I don't, don't think we gotta go around the room and ask everybody, but we, do we all agree? Clemson probably wins it. Other yeah. than Peyton, Miami, yes. Peyton, Miami. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I, that's a lock, Jared. I say they beat you guys <laughs> and lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> can we can we get a wager on that? 
Oh, no wagers for me. Anything can One happen dollar. in anything can happen in uh in sports. I never wager anything. It's I think it's so foolish to wager in sports because absolutely anything can happen. Must any time. Unless book. it's women's <laughs> unless it's women's basketball. That's pretty straightforward. What, UConn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, there was that one hey. year. There was that one year. Yeah, that was you that, know one who year. Won that one year. <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So moving on from that. Still on the college football topic, real quickly. Um, <clears throat> any non power five conference teams have a shot at I I'll say I think it's gonna you're gonna be hard pressed no matter how good a team ever does if they're, if they're a non-power five conference it's the the whole thing with Boise State I don't think no matter how good they look and how many games they win unless you have the schedule that shows you beat two or three teams that are ranked we saw it this I don't year think you're gonna get or, into it or last year we saw it last year with right UCF I think UCF UCF Central Florida I think UCF could be just as good as they were last year I still think if they go undefeated I still think they're left out even over a two loss yeah. power uh, or power five conference team. Because of conference play. I mean, yeah. but there are good teams in their conference. They still have Houston, and they still have USF. Temple. Temple. I mean, and Memphis is even normally pretty solid, too. So, But looking at their non-conference that they play at North Carolina, which, I mean, North Carolina is just middle of the pack when it comes to ACC. Um, <laughs> and, and then they play. They do play Pitt as well. So, I mean, they have two ACC schools on their schedule. They, I really think they should have put an SEC team in their schedule if they really wanted to That's try like to get themselves. Western Michigan having two it's, Big Ten teams on their easier, schedule. I mean. I'm sure it's easier said than done. Sure. You know, SEC and their non-conference schedule is not always. But even if you get – I mean, yeah. you could have gotten a lower SEC school. It's just an SEC school. Like, yeah. get, get Ole Miss on your schedule right. or Mississippi State. Like one of those teams, it's probably late. I mean, I, they right. they probably had these schedules made. Oh, up. sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. the real thing is, obviously, I I do believe UCF. Like you said, they can be just as good as last year almost. And I mean, they were right there last year. I thought they probably should have been in it. This is why I think this is a whole another debate for another day. We shouldn't be only at four teams with the See, thought, football. We'll, at, we'll go on this real quick. I think six. I think six. This is the problem. I think when you try going with more teams, because what happens? This is so everybody makes a comparison and bring Jim Harbaugh into this, and him wanting to go to eighteen or sixteen teams. And his defense being that the his defense being that the FCS does it, and that he also brought up the point that NCA basketball they have sixty four teams, so why can't we have sixteen? It's not basketball. It's college football. For one. College football regular season means more than any other sport across the board, which is what makes it so exciting. For one, I personally don't want that to change. Absolutely. Each Two, game is a playoff game. Exactly. Each game is a playoff game. I don't think football. going to six teams would change that. Six, maybe. Six, maybe. But that makes it tough because then you're giving two teams a bye, and it just feels like kind of right. like an unfair advantage at that point. Or you're bringing in a school from a non-Power 5 who didn't have the same – it's not the same as when you can have a Cinderella in – I don't think for a second you have a Cinderella in college football be able to make a run like they do in NCAA basketball. It's completely two different things. You can't make that run. You might get one game, but other than that – Right, but you don't exactly. think if they were in the playoffs they wouldn't have had at least a decent shot to win a game or two? Win a game. I don't yeah. think they'd win two. Or maybe not two, but win a game. So, I mean, why not go to six, give them a shot to win two games? You also go to six and start adding, you're adding in another week, which is going back, shortening the regular season schedule. You're taking away. I mean, we, we can debate on this in our time yeah. for a long time. No, well, not only period. that, but you're, you're budging on the fact that, okay, we have four teams. Now we're going to add six. Well, now we'll add eight. Right. Now we'll add 12. No matter well, no, what happens. You can, no, you can make that argument with everything, though. I mean, people want more. 
They say people are always gonna want more. Yeah, but not necessarily. You don't see everybody wanting to go to a hundred teams for for March Madness. <laughs> they keep going up. They went from sixty four I mean, to sixty eight. Yes, but yeah. there still is a middle ground where four is you know you're leaving out a Power Five conference anyway if it works out that way. And now there's no right. shot like a UCF can get in. Right. At least have that shot that a UCF or a, a Notre Dame, which you know they'll probably get a shot at point and stuff like that. But at least give another non-power Power Five conference team a shot with six. I definitely think they need a shot, but um, I don't know. Six is because what was six the main is reason? Just too awkward of a number. I well, think. You don't want to go to eight right away. I think eight is too much. You could do I eight. I think if they do increase, they just need to, to move to eight. Yeah, but that's fine with eight. me, too. But yeah. I think six works fine, too, because what was one of the main reasons they did this? Because of schools like Boise State up there all the time for a couple of years and not never getting a they shot. They said that wasn't their consideration for why well, doing it. It had to be a consideration because the public. I mean, you get so much public backlash. This because is what, so, and then that changed nothing with a school like UCF who's undefeated. And right. then just because I hate Boise State, we see what uh, – screwed up booster situation they were in where they got a hefty little suspension and um but yeah they were a great team yeah, right. you know, they, they put up numbers with guys that they you know provided this is the other thing hookers. i'll say no matter what happens when when you start debating who's in who's out no matter what happens somebody is always going to be arguing if you go to you go to six teams well who should be number six or seven but that doesn't mean like, you leave it, it just as is that doesn't mean so yeah. you, do you would you rather us not even change it to four a couple. I was against going to four. Let's go I, back to BCS. Let's do that. Go, go back to go back to BCS. If we were to do anything the different than BCS, it is right now, you just elect a winner. Oh my gosh, that was awful. <laughs> if we're to do anything different than it is right now, I would rather go to a bowl plus one, play the main bowl games, and then choose a national championship from those bowl games, and then have your game at that point in time. If we're to do anything other than four teams, I I will say this. We'll move on to the next thing. I think the four team format, even though it I gets talked perfect. about all the time, it's going to be here for a while. I think it's perfect. I don't think you're going to see any change in anything for like college that. football because when you get to when you I mean college football is a different animal. You get to the eight games, you're playing so many games at that point. You're adding another. Two you're weeks adding another. Yes, and that the wear and tear that football has. That's why I think six is, is a perfect a medium. Well, if you, if you extend the season like that, then you'd have to allow for uh, Well, how much additions. time do you get between, you know, the last week and the national championship anyway? Well, it's There's all the other bowl games going on. So it's all the other bowl games that are playing. Yeah, you can't you've extend got, that. They need to, what, three full weeks off or whatever? That's a lot of time. It is a lot of time, but at the same time... You can make that work. That's a lot know, of time. You don't have to extend the season. That's a lot of time in between. It is, but there's, there's a lot more room for people getting injured. I don't know. I just, I don't really like that anyway. too much, but... I will say with UCF, the last thing on them, uh, I think that if they were to go undefeated again, that the committee may actually look at, well, hey, they went undefeated the year before. They beat Auburn. Let's see how Auburn does this year too, by the way. And then they go undefeated again. <laughs> I actually think that they, they might, depending on what everybody else does, depending on what everybody else does, they may give them a look at that point. I think they may. What do you mean? May give them a look. They may give them a look. I don't want there to be a may give them a look. Well, they didn't even give them a look last year. I feel like. Well, it's tough because you do have a lot of small schools, so it's tough to use anything other than the may give them a look because they do have small schools. But I will say, UCF needs some big seasons out of a few schools. They need UNC to do well. They need FAU to do well, and they need Pitt to do well. They, they need play those wins all three to come of against... them in a row. They need to win all three of those games. Yep. Then they got to take care of their conference. But those could be huge resume boosters when you get to the end of the season. And, and they play Navy, back. which Navy's usually pretty decent as well. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just all dependent. Speaking of uh, speaking of Auburn, that should be an interesting game for uh, for our our fellow alumnist. <laughs> for our for our, our alma mater. Oh, that's right. That's right. We play like Fan the Flames. I, I think that's our first game. I think. No, no. 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 First to, game is Old Dominion. Second to last game of the season. The weekend yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Auburn was like, we need a tune-up game before Alabama. When we talk hey, about SEC, by the way, up, Jared, can we talk about support. how they have those Look, crap games at the end of the year? The worst Baylor team in history. That's right. <laughs> That's what matters. But you know, you know what? I actually will go out on a limb and say Liberty will compete in that game. I do think Liberty's going to compete. Liberty's going to compete against Baylor. When I say compete, I mean they'll Let's probably lose by 15. I don't want to say anything. Not like a super bad 30-point blowout. And we beat App State. That's right. Jack. They typically get up for the the really like big schools. Yeah. West Virginia, they well, played them pretty awesome. decent. They played Jack a couple years well, ago. See, they played them decent. They played them decent. We've I, extended this out so long. This is, we've gone eight, I want to talk some NFL. On, you want to talk on, some NFL? On, we still got some more. It would be awesome if our alma mater was like free bus rides to Auburn to watch this game. Oh, I'd go. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They might do it. They did it to... Uh, yeah, but that was for like UNC, yeah. North Carolina State. That's just the West a, Virginia that's a, game. That's a well, I didn't know about West Virginia, but the others were just yeah. a three-hour drive. I would just stay there until the Iron Bowl happened. Yeah. Well, then I'd watch they the did Alabama it. They game. bust everybody up for the Villanova game playoff game a couple years ago too. I just wonder how well yeah. it would be received with me wearing a Tennessee jersey. Hey man, <laughs> don't you know? Go on, support me. We'll be done say. with college football. Yeah, yeah we can real, move on from one, college football. One more thing on college football. Let's be real quick. Right. We're saying right. this a lot. Not, one more right. thing. One, one more thing. thing. <laughs> it's the only not, sport that matters. It's, it's, it's the biggest <laughs> thing so right false. now. It's exactly that's what we're on. So, um, real quickly, I'm not going to go into urban? details like we talked about doing about the urban thing. Knowing what you know now, just give me this recap. Percentage the new stuff. of chance that he. Say the percentage, yeah. and then say the st- the chance that he stays well, or he goes. Well, can can you first? I I mean I know everything. I don't know. I know Mike didn't really know what's going on. Just recap the new stuff from last week because I know he came out. So he, he, came, he came out, out on Friday. And, yeah. Had his uh, first. He came out on Friday. Had his statement that he put out saying that he didn't tell the truth in his press conference. That he did know about it and reported it back in. So he put the pressure on the the AD. Kind basically. of. Basically, or just kind of came way. out and said that he yeah. moved it on, reported it to Title Nine like he was supposed to do, and then that was it. He didn't tell the truth in the media day, probably because he was trying to protect his friend. Ego too. I mean, ego. ego yeah, too. he I'm doesn't sure. want people to see. Right. words strike which is dumb i mean in this day and age never never rely yeah. on anything like that it's, it's gonna come out it's just dumb mm-hmm. so anyway uh, he, that happened and then zach smith was also interviewed later that day came out and supporting urban 100 saying which may be good for urban may not be good for urban who was gonna All take right. the word of somebody who possibly and then they hired they hired a new agency what? saying what two-week timeline they'll have everything resolved. right so we had that come out. Things necessarily aren't as clear as what everybody thought at first when the news came out. I'll say that. I'm on the side of percentage of saying whether Urban stays or goes. I think it's 70% chance he stays, 30% he's gone, because I don't think the university, no matter what, they is going to have enough to fire him. They're not, they they're not going to have go. enough. They don't want him to go. Well, the major thing is, did he actually turn in the yeah, documentation? If we get proof, yeah. If, if they, there's if they proof, proof of documentation. To show that he documented that. And then That's I think huge. I think he's going to be there. I think he'll still be there because he did his due diligence and. That's that's what he needed to do. If he actually yeah, turned what is he in the documents, to do after that? right? Investigate exactly. himself. Exactly. I mean, he, so he, if he did what he was supposed to do, then like you mentioned, Ohio State has nothing against him to fire him yeah. at that point. I think 
they don't want him to go. They're trying. I, you could obviously see Ohio State's trying so hard to keep him. So if they have He's a proof, top five coach in college football, you got to yeah, keep the Yeah, I mean, guy. there's only four active coaches that have won a national championship, and he's one of them. He's, I mean, there's if, four. So I think it's I think fifty fifty. It's him, Dabo, and Saban. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, think I'd it's say, yeah. yeah. Jimbo Fish is the only one that the other only other coach that's won a national championship other than those three. So I think fifty fifty at this point. You still have a couple more weeks. So if you were to leave Ohio, what do you think would happen? Do you think anybody he would goes pick somewhere him? else? Yeah, you think, I think somebody would pick else? him up? Maybe not right away. Yeah. Maybe a year or two. A year, down. Somebody pick him up. Someone will pick him up. Someone like. Notre Dame when Brian Kelly gets fired? No, I don't think Notre Dame will do that. <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't. <laughs> I could Catholics. see a, a, Those Catholics. a lower level school in a big conference doing it, though. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I could see it, too. But it's it's got to be a good fit. Like, yeah. well, Baylor Utah. wouldn't be able to go get him. No. Like, they you could see, like, a pit or something. Like a, yeah. But I don't know, like, a school like Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I could see uh, that. I could see them going. Or LSU They've already moving been on their from Oregon already. So it's just going to get lost in the shuffle for what's been going on down there yeah. with all the Hugh Freeze issues. Maybe he would just but retire because didn't he retire and then like come back? He, he did for one eight year. Months. Yeah, did one. He did yeah eight months at ESPN and, and, uh, had and I could I could see him potentially. Happened and he was like, oh, I'll I don't think he's done. I could see him potentially going to the Pac-12. I don't think he'd want to go to the SEC with Saban there. I think he'd rather be in a different conference. I could see him go to like USC or something. He's already done SEC. So. Yeah. Uh, so Peyton on chances, what do you think he's right now? I'm still 50, 50, okay. um, because I really think it comes down to the documentation piece. Um, we're Mr. hearing, HR over here. yeah, we're hearing what he says and that's great. We're hearing what Zach Smith says. All right. Fantastic. He doesn't have a job anyway and probably won't get hired for another several years. Um, we're hearing what the wives are saying. Okay, that's awesome. That's that's not going to be the foundation of what this investigation is going to be looking at. They're going to be looking at hard documentation and text messages, uh, documents from uh, from Urban and his office going to the AD, reporting Title IX, all of that. They're going to be looking at those pieces of evidence. If there are gaps, they're going to highlight them. Uh, if he did not share something, that's going to be brought to light. Um, so if I don't know what he means when he says, yeah, I have always followed proper reporting protocols and procedures when I've learned of an incident involving a student athlete, coach, or member of our staff by elevating the issues to the proper channels. And I did so regarding the Zach Smith incident in 2015. I, that could mean a lot of things. Who'd you tell? Did you tell your assistant? Like, did you elevate it to them to say, oh, hey, make sure this gets where it needs to go? Or did you personally handle the issue? Because he didn't get fired till this year. If Urban doesn't want someone on their staff because he thinks they could be a liability, I mean, he can make the call. But it, he, it didn't happen till this year. So, I don't know. Right. I'm 50-50. Thomas? 50-50. 50-50? Yeah. Sure. Depends on the documentation. <laughs> I, I'm going to say 50-50 as well, just because, as mentioned at this point, we're just not sure what's truth and what's hearsay. Which is still, I mean, we throw 50-50 out there like, yeah, 50-50, but 50%, that's still pretty high that he could be, I mean, just we got a couple a week of weeks. Ago, it was like yeah. 10 I mean, 90, like. I mean, you, you get rid of him 50%, you got a couple weeks before the season starts. So Yeah, 50-50 yeah. I don't think swings favorably in his direction. No, it doesn't um, still. Yeah, it doesn't. I still feel like there is a chance that I mentioned last week that his wife could take the fall. And she she's say, what? She's in director of nursing. She's oh, in the nursing department or something like that. I didn't that. share everything. And Ohio State could follow her. Back, though, because he said that she did. When he, and that's what his statement was that he knew about it from her. So, I mean, that'd be 
Did he specifically say what he knew? He didn't. Uh, okay, he didn't yeah. say that, but you'd assume Again. that's where he learned it from. His wife, <laughs> There's so. discrepancy. <laughs> anyway. But, all right, we'll so we'll table the college football talk. I, we could do, we could go on and on. Yeah, and I mean, you got the UNC <laughs> thing and the, the, them suspending, but obviously UNC is not a big right. program anyway. So. Yeah, that's, that's pretty normal for UNC, though, <laughs> at this point. I mean, it's like every year something comes out about UNC, about violations uh, here. Like, violations they're, really, they're taking classes called, like, sit and be still, 101. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not academic violations yeah. this you know, year. David Fox, if you're watching this. You know, the uh, sports fan that is my nana is actually still extremely upset. And nothing's come out about them getting in trouble for... No, no, no. They, they came out and said the NCAA couldn't do anything because it was larger than the NCAA. It was an academic scandal. Well, regardless... Because they had normal students in those classes and not just athletes. Regardless, so I'm proud of my Nana for not liking yeah. UNC. There you go. So. I like that. Yeah. Go Duke. I, I just... Don't, oh, All right. We, hey, don't go that far. <laughs> hey, we don't go that far. Go I, I just like... <laughs> I'd say maybe if I was I moved down here and I'm the like state. you know like I like I like everybody has Duke UNC in this area like and I'm like you know I I really dislike them equally pretty much both NC like, State not, that's why I said like NC State even though they they're not Wolfpack that, hasn't yeah. really done much notice how it's not I like both of them equally it's I dislike I both dislike of them, them equally, equally. <laughs> yeah you know just a quick mention uh, I heard NC State you know referenced. Jared, I, I know that we're going to be watching that game together this season for football. NC State has Clemson's number. Could, that could, could be a drop even, game. Could even be at – well, I mentioned that. I, I was at that. the so – NC be, State was so good last year, could too. Could be there nine, too. nine wins. Yeah. yeah I'm well, a, we, we beat them pseudo, at NC State, um, and that was a great game. I'm a pseudo-NC State fan because I did go there for a year, uh, and I was actually at the uh, – side note, I was at the um, 2013 Clemson when they were ranked number four – it was uh, Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd, number four at NC Sammy State. Sammy Watkins. Thursday night game, Sammy Watkins, uh, probably Martavis, Martavis Bryant. Bryant there, too. Get, just listen to this yeah, those receiving core. Yeah. Martavis Bryant, I forgot. Sammy oh Watkins, God, and no, DeAndre game, Hopkins oh my, on that, the same team. It was a Thursday night game, ESPN, NC State, typical same year. But they almost – that was a close game. That was a very yeah, close, close game. game. So, they yeah, to his point, NC State does have – they do play good against Clemson. They do. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's enough. Always scared. Always I'm scared of NC State. <laughs> that's Always all I scared do. of NC State. All right, on to the SEC. 49, <laughs> min- 49 minutes of college football later. That means we need to do 51 minutes on NFL. <laughs> my, so my brother-in-law, Justin, if you're listening, he, re- he told me when I talked to him on Sunday or Saturday, he said, when you guys start talking college football, I'll listen to your podcast. My man. So there, there you go. You're going to listen is. this week. Right, well, that's right. Of our show. Well, we're still going. Here's 50 m- minutes, 9 seconds, 10 seconds. <laughs> Please, NFL <laughs> now. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to – so talk a little bit on uh, NCAA. Touch on this just for yeah. a second. Uh, so NCAA basketball. Still on college level here. So moving to NCAA basketball. What do you guys think? I mean, who's read the most on this? I read it a little bit of the NCA new rules I've coming out today. I've got it pulled up. I could try. I've to only heard. Prefaced. I mean, it essentially, came out today. It's a, yeah, it's a, it came out today. Pretty es- basic, but new stuff. Essentially, a player can choose to enter the draft, hire an agency that goes yeah. goes through an approved agency by the NCA, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's so right. Goes among, through the agency. Yeah, most and then significant the change. New rules that allow players to participate in the NBA Combine but are not selected in the draft to return to school, provide financial assistance to players who leave school early and wish to return later to finish the degree, 
and give elite high school college athletes the opportunity to be represented by an agent. So that, like you said, as an NCAA program. Why high school though? Yeah, that's. That, that doesn't make. Uh, I'm I'm a little confused by that because. Well, the key word there yeah. is elite. elite. How do you also? Mm-hmm. Right, but a high school yeah. player can't be drafted in the NBA. Wow. Well, so looking at going. I so can they go say, to the, maybe they're looking at going. In stone. That's yeah. right. I was just saying. Just maybe they're looking at. The NBA, I think it's. I think they're moving back on the one and done. Yeah. I think they're moving back to set the stage I to think where the new CBA. I hope if they go back to allowing high schoolers to to come in then the NCAA doesn't really have to change much. Yeah. The, what if the NBA did, like, baseball, where, like, you can be drafted at a high school, but you have to go through, like, a minor league process? Well, when you're drafted in MLB for MLB, you can be drafted without hiring an agent. That, most, right. You're never you drafted with an agent. Oh, you see a lot you of guys not signing right. after being drafted. Well, like, is, DJ Artis for Liberty, yeah. our center fielder, he was drafted before his freshman year. He came back. Yeah. He, didn't, he chose not drafted. to go, chose to come to college. Also, though, if, three years. If in, in MLB, if you get drafted and signed, you know, you go, but at a high school, you can do that. But if you choose to go to college, you have to go for three years, I believe. Similar like football, you know, you get, you have to go for three years. I think if you go to college bas- or excuse me, college baseball, you go for three years at least. Well, you, you so if you if for you college can't baseball, leave college baseball early, I believe. Right, you can leave, but you just have you have to wait the time frame before you can get into the draft again. Yeah, the time frame yeah, yeah, between yeah. it, it's three years. Um, so I could it, see something like the like NCAA basketball doing similar. You know, right. you can go out of high school, but if you go to college, you got to stay because we right. got to keep you guys a little bit longer. And you but. can you already could enter the NBA draft when you're still like um, you do one year post for MSU this year why am I blanking on the guy's name um, my own team I should know Jackson this for no not because no. Jackson went Johnson our, our big man Johnson for sake of time we'll call him John John was John number, was it number 44 <laughs> was it number 44 <laughs> was it number 99 our, why am I blanking our our center our big yeah, guy what's the say, say number 44 we'll just call him John we'll just call him John for right now <laughs> I, I'm ashamed I can't remember my own player's name at his, anyway not Jaron Jackson. Anyway, he chose to look at the potential of going into the draft and then chose not to and came back. Because he didn't hire an agent, you can declare for the NBA draft yeah, yeah. as long as you don't hire an agent and you still keep your right. you still kept your amateur status. This is just allowing teams to actually hire an agent. Start the process. Start the process. If you don't get drafted. But if they don't get drafted, back. they have to cut ties with that agency and yeah. can't continue the talk. I like this. Time. It makes sense. Why it, not? Why why would you if you didn't get drafted, why not? be allowed to go back to college football. Right. I mean, you didn't take funds. You didn't make it doesn't hurt anybody. money out, if anything. That doesn't hurt anybody. It does make sense, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot of sketchy stuff going on, uh, you know, like under the yeah. table. I mean, yeah. there's already sketchy under the stuff table. I mean, you, you have that starting with AAU now. basketball anyway. Already, right, but yeah. still, it's just like, I mean, you're just kind of opening up another can of worms yeah. and, you know, another gateway for another possible scandal with Adidas and the FBI and whatnot. Because yeah, they're mentioning offering financial assistance yeah. to players that are returning. So that raises the question of, okay, scholarship status. Are they losing their scholarship if they leave and that's not going to be reinstated if they choose to return? I guess that comes down to what the school wants to do. But uh, if they are receiving that financial assistance, yeah, that's where I agree. I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to start getting real shady. So They're what exactly have... do they mean by financial assistance? Are we going to give say them like an $800 school. stipend? I'm, I'm thinking it's like, I'm thinking it's like traveling. Nine. I'm thinking it's like for a, the actual traveling portion of getting them to the combine, that kind of stuff. Because that's – I'm sure it's not see, be, that's what yeah. happened with a it's lot of these players. Big. A lot of these players got um, their schools in trouble because they took money to be able to go to these combines – and that came out like a year, year or so ago. There was a report that came out of all these different schools that had 
players that got paid by mm-hmm. um, outside agencies. Now this comes in and it almost is like, well, no, it's okay. <laughs> so it makes right. it interesting. But uh, I just hope they don't go to a system where they're allowing high schoolers to declare for the draft. They actually get drafted and then they don't make it in the NBA, but then they let them play high or yeah, I don't college think, I don't think they can do that. I, I, I don't really think, hope they don't. I don't I, think they're going to go crazy if they Yeah, I don't think that would be so much change they're, too uh, quick. I don't think Way too much. Way too much. I, I hope that isn't something yeah. that they are even You're considering. You're creating a player who's going to go, and you know he's only going to sign for one year at a college and then be going in the NBA the next yeah. year afterwards. Which right. I want the one and done gone as much as I want it's anything in sports to change. It's not good for college It's not. It's obvious. Yeah. So NFL, NFL, let's go preseason football. Did y'all watch the Hall of Fame? A little bit. As I watched it on mute while I ate chicken wings with this oh, guy. It was good. Oh gosh, I watched a little bit when good. I came back. I know, um, guys. I haven't had dinner yet. Can we not talk food, please? <laughs> I had <laughs> hamburgers, pizza, hot dogs, oh, pasta. <laughs> All of us are eating suck. American food. I worked food. out today too, so I'm extra hungry. Ooh, let's just keep talking protein. No. All right, I thought <laughs> yeah. about working out. NFL though, um, the one thing that I've been noticing. Is just uh, and obviously as a Colts fan, that's what I'm paying attention to the most. Is every movement that Andrew Luck takes. <laughs> he's he's he threw 68 passes in practice the other yeah, day. He's on been, the dot. He's been really active uh, in practices, and not only just active, but they're getting a lot of reps between he and Ty specifically. Um, so. Uh, interested to see where that goes. Hopefully he doesn't break the glass man uh, that he has been the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, that's been on the forefront of my mind, and I care nothing about anything else in the NFL right now other than my Colts. I have to. I've got a fantasy draft, actually, in a c- couple of days. I'm getting uh, I'm getting nervous. A couple of days? That's yeah. early. It's coming up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one. I've been in this league for 12 years. Okay. We all get together in person. They don't let – so the commissioner does not let you be – a part of the league if you're not there in person. Unless you, he let me Skype in once. He doesn't, that's not, Ooh. it's not a rule. Is this why you're going on vacation next week? This may or may not be part <laughs> of the it. reason this I'm going on vacation. This sounds like my dad's. This, this is is sounds just like my dad. The vacation has been scheduled for you next know, week. You know, interesting yeah. enough, actually touching on that, because my, my dad, I've talked to Peyton about this. My dad's part of a fantasy football league that's been around since, um, I believe it was 1990. <sighs> Man, and Can't they wait. they got traced back as one of the first original fantasy yeah. football leagues, and they almost got recorded by ESPN. Think, so just fun fact for I the day: I think ESPN said that Until this is their twenty fourth year doing uh, fantasy. Yeah, I think this is the twenty fourth. Yeah, so this is one we've done for twelve years. Uh, so we have to be in person. How so I'm old going, were you when you guys started? I, know, this? I was like twelve. Yeah, I was like twelve years old, which is crazy. But hey. I'm addicted. So I've, I've been doing so many mock drafts, but I have to start you know, paying attention to everything NFL. So preseason, like you said, Hall of Fame game, I'm addicted. That's the, and, and also, on the fantasy football topic, like you're talking like you're caring about your Colts. Fantasy football gets you involved it, on it, anything. It, it ruined everything. my fandom because, like, yeah, I'm still a Cowboys fan, but fantasy football took it to it the point in time you. that, like, if I'm in, like, towards, like, a championship where, especially if there's money involved, I mean – yeah. I'm greedy. I, mean, I, want yeah. my, I want my greenbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I need X player to do really well against the Cowboys. I'm probably going to cheer. I'm, it's weird because you're like, I want this, this one Bell player to do so like, good, but not good enough right. to beat my team. Well, on top of that, the chances of them doing well against the Cowboys is pretty high anyway. Oh, shut so, up. <laughs> I mean, there's really no issue there. No, I mean, once, 
once I get like a couple weeks into preseason and people start getting injured, that's when I start caring about fantasy a little bit more because I know who I can actually because I don't want to pay attention to a guy for a couple of weeks. Right. This and is early. Going this out. is this is the yeah. exception. We had to all get together, but normally, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Labor Day weekend is when you're like, yep, draft that's when central. I start let me get this information going before that Thursday night game to kick off the season. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, I'm excited. I, the pre, I'm not a huge preseason guy. You know, a little bit here and there. Try to pick up the big news. This this year feels a little different preseason wise, just because of all these unknowns. You know, you got John Gruden back after ten plus yep. years. That's gonna be I'll, fun. I'm gonna I'm That's gonna, gonna tune fun, into man. some Raiders to some Raiders preseason. I want to mm-hmm. see what John Gruden's got with that team. It's, <laughs> and Colin, Colin Cowherd said that he thinks they're going to finish last in their division this year. Colin that, Cowherd's an idiot. Well, that is a that's a tough division, but I think I think Derek it's Carr so I think Derek Carr is going to yeah, have a bounce back here injured. this year. The back problems are it's true. serious. I, I think he's, he's healthy. Okay. John Gruden's been known to do a lot of good things with an offense. Look at their receiving core this year. Yeah. They got Martavis Bryant and Jordy Nelson. I mean, those are and two. And Amari Cooper still. Amari Cooper, he, he had a very, yeah, also got, very bad year fantasy You're in a tough year. division, but you're going to – even with Garoppolo, I think San Francisco is going to be better. But you're still going to be better than San Francisco, I think. Well, they're, San Francisco's and, NFC. So this is AFC. Oh, that's right. This is Broncos. Broncos, Broncos, that's right. Chiefs. Chiefs. Broncos, Chiefs, and uh, Chargers, which, I mean, the Chargers could be a dark horse in that division. I like the Chargers a lot. I I think the Chargers are going to have a good year, but I I don't know. We just don't know what Gruden's going to bring in. So there's a big question mark there. Yeah, because it's such a big question. It's been 10 years. A lot has changed in the NFL since that. And then all these rookie quarterbacks. I want to see... Yeah, you know, us being Jets fans, Sam I want to see Sam Darnold. Absolutely. You know, hopefully he gets a lot of reps in our first game. I think it's been like ten plus years or so. It's been something crazy like that where a rookie quarterback has started week one. This year, you're not hearing that much. So I'm, I want to see what Josh Allen and and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and um, Lamar Jackson's got and all these all these rookie quarterbacks. Well, real quick, I want to see Mayfield. how Sha- Shaquan. Saquon Barkley. Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Who, who do we think is going to be kind of a surprise in the at least just in the preseason? I know it's preseason, but player player? just a player. Let's uh, let's let's go with players. As in like a really good player or a flop. That's both. That's, let's that's go with tough because even if you're doing well, you're still going to have limited reps. Sure, absolutely. So I, I think it's it's too tough to say who's going to be surprising in preseason. Well, preseason you're going to see more and more throughout each week. So week one you're going to have very limited amount of reps. Week two you have a little more. Week three you have the most. And then usually week four, they are, that's when they're trying to figure out who's going to make the roster. Yeah, but right. we also know that preseason's not at you know it's not very from the viewer side of like mm-hmm. team contribution. From what we see, it's not indicative of what the team is going to actually no. look like no, as far as uh, that's why I'm yeah. saying Especially players. I'm saying players. That's when you're really playing on the last Blake guys. would have been cut last year. Right. right. I'm saying players. I'm, who, who do you think as far as a player? Not necessarily just team. Because remember, I remember we saw Oakland go 4-0 in the preseason. Everybody was like, oh, Oakland's going to be great. And they wound up winning like two games that year. So, I mean, I know that that's definitely a thing. I'm saying, who do you think is just at least going to impress? Like Victor Cruz that one year had an excellent yeah. preseason, looked awesome. Yeah. And then he wound up being a good receiver in the NFL, solid for a few years. So like, who, who do you see is, is going to have a solid preseason that maybe could translate into the season? I, I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. Um, he struggled the first game a little bit. He did I, as yeah. far as passing. But, I mean, RG, he's, he's RG3 them. actually looked RG3 pretty good. RG3 looked which pretty is, good. Which is weird. And then Josh Woodrum and the Flames went six for six <laughs> with, uh, Honestly, with the Ravens. So he's, he's with, with the, the Ravens. Ravens. Oh, that's, that's right. So I guess he was starting pregame over under Flacco. 
Uh, RG three did, and then he came in second okay, or so third, RG3 one of the is two. With the Ravens now too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yep. So RG3. I mean, they, Woodrum's gonna struggle to make the roster probably, but practice squad. Uh, anyways, hey, even as a practice squad person, you get impressive. paid like a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. How about rookies that you I think, think are going to look? I I mean that you're interested to see in the preseason. I Baker really Mayfield. Do think that Sam Darnold? Like this is not just my Jets fandom because I'm a very from my, in my perspective very realistic Jets fan because of all the pain we've been through. I never think I'm never the guy who's coming in. Jets are going to be twelve and four. You know, been beat down so much by the Patriots the last fifteen years. I'm. I'm not that guy. So to see some excitement, like this guy's been here one week and they're already talking like he's going to start over good quarterbacks in Josh McCown and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, I'm exci- I think he's going to be uh, – they've, they've talked I'm to excited. Just a, uh, I think the most excited thing for me, for him, is his work ethic. Yeah. They've talked about just how much and how hard he works, which you just don't – really see much in in rookies like that i mean you saw it with andrew luck andrew luck was that kind of guy he came with his his lunch pail every single day in his hard hat and he went straight to work Mm -hmm. um guys like peyton manning so i mean that you hear those big names that they come in they work hard uh, they put the work into the film room all that kind of stuff they're they're doing overtime with coaches it does i mean it translates it absolutely Mm -hmm. translates to the field so i mean the harder you work the better you're going to be i love seeing that he's he's such a hard worker that's always encouraging especially with a first round pick like you said saquon barkley obviously i don't think that's a surprise only one i'm really i'm interested but he's not a surprise i think everyone's expecting that that's the guy with one hand right saquon barkley oh That's uh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. See, that's another like, like that's something so, else. That's, that, this is Snapchat. what I'm talking about. As yeah. far as like, are, are you excited to see him play? Do you think he's going to do well in his preseason games excited and maybe translate to the this, year? That's what I'm asking. There's a couple wide receivers. Rookies never do much. I'm not too excited about any of that. But there's a lot of good run, rookie running backs. Darius Geis for Washington. Mm-hmm. He'll step in there probably start right away. Royce Freeman for the Broncos seeing some good things out of him. So there's a couple of rookie running backs other than Saquon Barkley. He's obviously probably Josh Rosen in Arizona. They yeah. they're talking just about how much they love him and think he's probably going to wind up starting. I know Peyton's not a big fan. But I I mean these guys like I'm saying, you know, guys that are going to come in rookie year look maybe solid during preseason. Obviously, it might not translate in the regular season, but still it's just right. one of those things where you're getting excited to see how they're going to do for your team. Right. Um, Do we have a problem that we're excited about preseason football? Honestly, yeah. uh, that's what I was gonna say. I'm I'm not excited about how the individual that's players right. are gonna do because I want week one. Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we all do. <laughs> is, is preseason over yet? Because yeah. Exactly. I want week one. Like, I don't care what he can do in preseason, whether or not he looks good or not. I want to see him show up week one. Well, I I do kind of care how they do in preseason. So personally. you're not Mr. Uh, NBA Summer League guy? No. No. Like I'm. I'm watching Andrew Luck and his progress because he's coming off of an injury. You know, I'll, I'll watch that kind of stuff for my team. But John other than the big stuff, yeah, other yeah. than that, you know, they can put out an article saying, you know, you know, whoever Joe Schmo you running know, back at a seventh is, round is going to be sleeper. Well, that's if we drafted a running back uh, who is actually noteworthy. Frank Gore's gone. Marlon man. Marlon Mack is our number one guy right now on the depth chart. But that is, I'll go on a 30-minute rant on that another time. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, of course they're going to get their looks in preseason. They're going to drop the ball. They're going to make a good play. But if they're not going to be the one who's, um, who's showing up making plays week one, week two, week three, then 
I, I don't want to waste my time watching him right now. I'd rather stare at Andrew Luck's shoulder and see how he does. So real quickly while we're still on the NFL topic and before we uh, kind of close out here, this is our really our football-only podcast. That's right. Which then we had a little I'm bit of totally college basketball. With. A little bit of college basketball. Five minutes. I'm, I'm really That's okay enough. with this. So Guys, let's talk. Carmelo verbally agreed to we don't sign need to do with the that. Rockets. We don't need to do that. <laughs> okay, we can, we're we done. can leave basketball out of this. Like, come on. <laughs> um, with uh, Des Bryant. He mentioned he mentioned that he would be open to signing with the Browns. Now I he think there's a, win, he said. I think there's a the few. Win. He wants to win, so he's going to go to the Browns. Yeah, exactly. There's a few. There's a few things that go with that. One, the Browns are in hard knocks right now, so of course he wants to eat up the spotlight in that area. Right. Yep. Number two, I mean, if he went there, let's look at the receiver well, core traded, that they have. They just traded Corey they'd have, Coleman. They'd have Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. Josh Gordon and Des Bryant. Yeah. Holy cow, that is a fantastic receiving core. Yep. Would they work together? I don't know, but I'd be intrigued to see it. I mean, that would be an awesome receiving core. I think I think that Cleveland is going to be a better. contender better. soon. Better. I, I think I think they're not only going to be better. They I think they're going to jump to being a top NFL team. They have a legit soon. quarterback with Tyrod Taylor. Now. I think yep. he's a game manager. I don't know if he's, he's legit. He's he got to the playoffs. He's, he's not mean, a he franchise quarterback. He he's no, not your well, long term guy. I mean, they don't expect that. That's why they drafted Baker Mayfield number one. Which, but like, I don't think he, he is either. But the, anyway, he brought Buffalo to the playoffs. Buffalo. Yeah. When was the last time he, Buffalo was in the playoffs? I would say he, he helped aided Buffalo, because Buffalo. LeSean McCoy right. did a few right. things. All right. Tyrod did you Taylor, see Nathan Peterman in there when they— Their uh, defense uh, is legit, too. They have a good defense. Right, we're not, we're not talking about defense Buffalo. is going to be one of the worst teams. <laughs> we're not talking about Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor. As a Jets fan. <laughs> with Barkley, I think you could see a lot of fun stuff coming out of the back with that. I mean, it's going to be I think definitely more of a run offense— but you're going to have options to be able to run with having. I mean, Saquon he can do it all. I mean, no, no, Saquon's, Saquon's with the Giants. With Giants, yeah. Why did I think he went to the? Because everyone was oh saying because he should well, have. I was off tonight on every, this. Everyone was saying that that's he was right. going he to the go Giants to the Giants. No, they they have, took uh, Barkley. They drafted right. Nick Chubb though. They Chubb, did draft, Chubb, that's yeah, who went there. And Chubb, Chubb can do a good job. Chubb's a very good running back. Yeah, a running back that Saquon is, but Chubb is a very good running back. A lot of people forget that Chubb was behind Todd Gurley, so. Anyway, I had three big blunders tonight. I'm ashamed of myself in this whole thing. Nick Ward was the name I was trying to remember, and I didn't think of it before you sent it to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me age in that. I I wonder if Des actually will go to the Browns though, because go I mean I, I don't know if he will he, either, but it would just be very intriguing. They have a great. Hey, I'm, I'm seeing reports going either way. Oh yeah, he's really interested. I, oh no, he's not interested I at all. I think it depends on Josh. It really depends on Josh Gordon. They just traded Corey Coleman, which was their first round pick two years ago. They Which like, was a mistake. They have no first round Again. picks left on this team other than like the last two years. They've Corey Coleman. Late. Corey Coleman was I, when yeah, he was coming out. I just couldn't believe. A couple of days ago, for a seventh round pick, two years after trade drafted him in the first round, which obviously means they either think Josh Gordon's going to be legit and they're sixteen games, or they're a little bit worried about Josh Gordon making room for Des Bryant in the next. I, I see Des looking at quarterback and looking at coach. And I don't think that he can necessarily I think like, he can bank on a quarterback being as consistent with him as he wants. Because he, like you said, he wants spotlight. Mm-hmm, he absolutely. wants to be the top. Yep. And as 
Tyrod, the guy that's going to make yeah, but you when the you top get receiver, that desperate and no other teams t- are calling, he's going to playing take with it. Tyrod Taylor is not a ton probably different than playing with Dak. No, it's not that much. Well, different. and I think no. I think he'd actually enjoy playing with Hugh Jackson because Hugh Jackson is a player's coach. I think he'd actually like playing with Hugh Jackson. So I mean, I think as far as a, a football stance is concerned, yeah, it's Cleveland. A lot of people, of course, I mean, it's always going to be the running joke of the NFL. Oh, it's Cleveland, but. I agree with Kyle. I think Cleveland could absolutely yeah. be a sleeper this year, maybe even make um, the playoffs. Unless so. we see an, a, a major veteran injury in the preseason from another wide receiver, another team. There's not many other teams calling, unfortunately, for Des Bryant, so he might not have an, another option. I, I could see him fitting in as much as I would hate to see him playing for this team. I, I could see him fitting in to what the Saints do. Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. Because he's on he's yeah. on the back end of his career anyway. Yeah. Um, him and Michael I, I Thomas. Could, I could see him going in there and playing opposite of Michael Thomas. Be the two receiver instead of the one. And you got a quarterback yeah. that can put that ball deep. Yep. Or oh. does, which is where he's going to be going. Oh, well, yeah. And he's, he, he's definitely a guy that can high point the ball. So, yeah. I mean, he's obviously always going to be a red zone threat. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, All right, guys. So, finishing up on there, we didn't. I was trying to find a way to bring our beloved player, beloved. No. I'm going to go do something we that Tom it. Brady would never do. Why is that name mentioned oh, in this podcast TB12 right now? TB12 is not going to do because of his TB12 diet, and I'm going to go eat some good food. Tuberculosis 12, that's what he is to me. Something <laughs> gross and that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we'll be back next week again on Wednesday night. We'll be missing Thomas next week, so be talking SEC football and – I'll Peyton be on the beach. We'll be running this. Yeah, and yeah at the beach while he's at his draft. Well, he's hey, at his fantasy draft. Saturday. <laughs> on Wednesday, I'll be at the beach. We, we should call you in. We'll, we'll call you in. We'll, we'll get you. You'll hear the seagulls in the background. <laughs> what, what beach are you going to? Uh, Rhode Island. There's a beach in Rhode That's Island? That's state. <laughs> <laughs> going, I'm going to Newport, Rhode Island. Hey, guys. Rhode Island's actually, not a very big state. Peter Griffin's from? I was actually going <laughs> to ask you guys if um, you all wanted to go with me to Rhode Island uh, and record an episode. I'm headed to... A beach up Road there. Road trip. Yeah. So I mean, they really only have we can one go beach. On a separate trip. Have you seen the size of Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll go to a beach there. It's the beach. The, the only beach, really. <laughs> and then we'll yeah. be. At I'm gonna go one walk the beach this morning. Then, oh, I'm in Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> we'll be at one side and you'll be at the other. But you do your draft thing, man. Hey, we we've done a we've done an excellent job with rabbit trails tonight, guys. It, it, this is fun though. <laughs> like we, this is our fourth week doing this. This is the most fun I've had doing this because we didn't Best agree on a lot of things tonight. We've that was had fun. This I, I have a question. I want to solve this. Who is Amanda and why does she like Tom Brady? Well, um, I think she's still watching, so maybe she'll respond. But there's like a 10 second delay, so we gotta keep talking so there's not an awkward silence. Why we wait for her to respond? So Amanda <laughs> is a girl that is on consulting with. She works with Thomas, Jared, and I. She is from originally New Connecticut. England, Connecticut. And so she is She's a... She's part of the other half of Connecticut that does not like the Jets. Yeah, don't or get her started me, on the, the other on half UConn of the, either. The, the, of Connecticut that doesn't like the Giants, I mean. Her and Thomas mm-hmm. are both huge UConn Husky fans. I think she'd probably say she's a bigger UConn fan than she is a New England fan. But then they disagree greatly on that side of things, so... See, but, there it is. Yeah, no. There it is. No. Did she get on not here? Not tonight, Amanda. Not she's, tonight. She said goat. Goat. Jeez. Oh. Oh, Cheap, maybe. How could he be the goat if he doesn't even eat chicken wings? Come on. That's a good question. Pizza. Come on. All right, time to go throw up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. Share with your friends, and we will see you next week.